0: I may have inadvertently spread misinformation. <laughs> I promise. I promise. It was, totally, it was totally inadvertent. I'll be honest with you. I just did a, uh, what's up? Oh, sorry. What's up? This is K Saves the Republic. And we're going to get into it here in just a minute. I do want to share with you some clips from, from CPAC, especially something that Matt Gates said, which I thought was uh, incredible. Um, there is, there's, this in, there's this woman from the BBC who's doing a documentary on the American election, which I always find interesting. I always think it's interesting when other countries do information or uh, whenever they do um, articles or or stories about the American election. For example, when Donald Trump reannounced his candidacy in Orlando uh, back in 20, I guess it was 2019, we drove down to Orlando and we went in there and we watched the speech and it was hot and we were standing in line with these two French guys and they were from some French news outlet. They'd come all the way from Paris and they were covering the Donald Trump campaign for the Paris news media and we were discussing with them. What people in France thought of Donald Trump and if they liked Donald Trump and if they were excited that he was running again and they had this very negative outlook because, man, if you think American journalists are woke leftists, you haven't seen nothing until you've talked to people on the other side of the pond. Uh, so this woman from the BBC, she reached out to me and she said, "Well, you speak to me about, um, about this. Uh, I'm doing this story. I'm doing a documentary for the BBC. Can we connect?" And I said, "Absolutely." Absolutely, we can. I'd love to talk to the BBC, even though I know they're about as woke as you can get. So we started talking and she was like, it was very lovely. It was a very lovely conversation. The internet was bad, so I kept getting knocked out. I had to go back into the meeting room like three times. And she kept saying, would you go back and cover that other bit, please? Because it was very good, but it got cut off. Could you pick it up from where you said Republicans aren't racist? Something like that. And uh, I always thought, which I thought was funny, that's the part that always got cut off. Um, but anyway, so I was sitting there and I was chit-chatting with her and uh, and she, I, it became clearly evident this is all about artificial intelligence. And she pinpointed a post. Let me see. If, I don't even know if I can find it. Let me go see if I can find it. She'd uh, pinpointed a post where, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, a, a while ago, there was a story about this guy from Rhode Island. He was a Black Lives Matter leader in, in Rhode Island. And what happened was... He decided that he was no longer in support of Black Lives Matter. He was in support of Donald Trump. And so the title of my post was Black Lives Matter Perform Christmas Miracle. I never thought I would read the words BLM leader endorses Donald Trump. But then again, Christmas is the time for miracles. It happened the other day in Rhode Island when a prominent Black Lives Matter leader told a talk show host he was voting for Trump in 2024. Everybody else sucks, he said. I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is a deep disappointment. I deeply have disdain for him and I really dislike the vice president as well. So here's a black guy who was a black lives matter leader and he's telling people he doesn't like Joe Biden, he doesn't like Kamala Harris and he's supporting Donald Trump. So I wrote a big article about. I think it was one of my Catriot early morning dispatches, which if you don't receive those, you got to get you got to go to markk.com, m a r k k a y e.com right now and you've got to um you've got to make sure you've got to make sure that you're doing uh, you've got to make sure that you're getting on that list because every single day We sent out a Katria Dispatch, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think they're great. I think they're really fantastic, and a lot of people learn a lot of things. Plus, there's special offers and whatnot, so uh, markk.com, markkykay ecom But since it was a Facebook and an Instagram post, I needed an image. And so I went to AI, and I said, show me an image of Donald Trump partying at a Christmas party with a bunch of African-American people, and I got a -A -A great photo from AI. So I posted it and this woman at the BBC found it apparently and she was not i guess a fan she felt i was using artificial intelligence to persuade black voters to vote for donald trump and that's one of the reasons she wanted to interview me because i i imagine that's what her whole i imagine that's what her whole premise is for the BBC so <laughs> So I I talked to her and I was answering her questions. And uh, she, at one point, I don't think she liked me because, I mean, I think she liked me, but I also think she thought I wasn't, you know how they think Americans are dumb. She said, uh, are you concerned that people don't know this is an AI generated photo because you posted it on Facebook and on Instagram and on Instagram, hundreds and hundreds of people were questioning it, saying it looks like AI, but on Facebook, most people tended to believe that it was real. So are you concerned that, that, that you're uh, using AI-generated images to convince black people not to vote for Joe Biden. And so I told her, I said, well, clearly most people on Instagram thought it was AI, so it obviously wasn't that convincing an image. And second of all, you're missing the point. This was an illustration to the story. This was to read the story, to read the text. Much like you you know, you write a book, if you write a children's book, or if you write um, you know, any kind of novel, and the and you don't have an image that you can use or you don't have a photograph. You hire an illustrator and they make an illustrated image. Uh, it's the exact same thing. In fact, I illustrated my I illustrated my entire Christmas book, uh, the uh, untold story of Christmas with AI generated images, because I didn't happen to have any photographs of Jesus on hand. <laughs> so uh, but anyway, but she was very concerned. She was, I pointed out to her, I said, look, if somebody she said, do you think that somebody might see this photo and vote for Donald Trump in the African-American community? And I said, God, I hope so. <laughs> I was, like, I was, like, that was not, My intention was not to persuade black voters to vote for Donald Trump. But let's be honest, it'd be better for everybody if they did. Um, anyway, so that was kind of fun. I don't know when eventually I had to cut it off because she took too long and we kept getting cut out of the we kept getting cut out of the Zoom room. So uh, so I had to move on. But anyway, it was uh, it was a fun interview. It was a good time. I look forward to seeing this BBC documentary um, when it comes out. I'm, I, I'm interested to see how she portrays me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sure it won't be the way, I'm sure it won't be the way that I actually, uh, that I actually am. Anywho, uh, back to the back to CPAC. So CPAC this weekend. You know, I did a uh, in our in our um, Mark K. Aces group this morning. I did my motivation Monday about CPAC because it's very important. And Matt Gates said and did something which I thought was fantastic. Matt Gates. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think that he's a shyster, a scam artist. A lot of people think he's taking advantage of his position. I know uh, there are people over there that think he's the bee's knees. There are people in this world that think he's just an opportunist. Doesn't matter. He's doing something very valuable. Uh, what he's doing, what Matt Gates is doing, is he is calling out the Republican Party operatives in the House of Representatives who are not operating in the best interest of the Republican Party. They're operating in the best interests of the Uniparty, the Democrat Party, or just their own personal party. And that's something that needs to change. And one of the things that, one of the things that happened or one of the things that I noticed during uh, this, this particular interview with Matt Gates was that he has taken on the job of being the guy to purge the party of any and all non-conservative, non-America first, non-Donald Trump supporting rhinos. He's happy that Kevin McCarthy's gone. He's happy Paul Ryan's out of the party. He's happy that all of these other people are retiring. And he's thrilled because it gives him the opportunity to go out and find America first candidates to fill that void. It gives him the opportunity to go out and find people who are like-minded, who want to put America first, who want to do whatever they need to do to fight for this country, who want to make this the strongest, richest, wealthiest, most powerful country in the world, who really want to make America great again after three years of Joe Biden just destroying the joint. Um, And as a result, he has taken it upon himself. And I believe gladly. I think If they were asking, I don't know if he volunteered for this or if he just started doing it and people were like, hey, this guy's good at that. Let's just make him the let's just make him the kingpin. But he's really come into his own. And his speech at CPAC was called Burning Down the House, which was a great name for it. One of the things he mentioned was not just how we need to replace these people uh, in the House of Representatives so that Donald Trump or whoever the Republican next Republican president is going to be will have the tools that they need to get the job done. But he also said we need to make some serious reforms in the party. And one of the things that he's always been a proponent of, one of the things he's always been discussing, is how the people in the House of Representatives, the elected officials, should be banned and barred for life from being uh, lobbyists, working for special interest groups, and he also doesn't think they should be able to stock trade. And one of the things he said
1: was, Now, the Republican ethics Chairman." Michael Guest not only voted for the January 6 commission, he has become a brilliant stock trader while in office. And I admire the obvious genius. He knew exactly the right time to buy online gambling stocks. His purchase in Evolution Gaming Securities netted him a hefty 36% gain. Not too shabby. Now, I'm not saying that this is insider trading. But this monetary affair is perhaps the most suspicious I've seen since Bonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. So fire your financial advisor. Just follow the quiver quantitative account on X. You could have been on the ride up with Republican Michael Guest on gambling stocks. You could have made millions like Nancy Pelosi did on NVIDIA. Or maybe you'll get a big return on a Raytheon purchase with Armed Services member and Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen.
0: He said, if you go to Quiver Qualitative, which is a uh, Quiver qualitative, for those of you that don't know, is a um a stock uh, they basically they 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 look at stock trends and that kind of thing. and uh, and you can get information about which stocks are going which way. They have come up with a congressional trading tracker. And what that means is they look at how Congress is trading, and they will give you a readout of how well Congress is doing. And you can then pick and choose and buy and trade the same exact, exact stocks that they are picking and choosing and buying and trading. And they track all kinds of people. They track Nancy Pelosi. So if you want to track Nancy Pelosi stock purchases, you can do that. If you want to track the congressional stock purchases, you can do that. This is where it gets really interesting. If you look at the congressional stock purchases in just the last three years, it looks like, uh the return is 38%. Oh I'm sorry, the return is 24%. 24% is an astronomical return. When you put your money in the bank, you get 1%. If you could invest your money at a 10% return, you are a kingpin of the stock market. But if you're getting a 24% return, then you are two times better than some of the best analysts and some of the best traders on Wall Street. Uh you can then look at the individuals that are trading Uh, For example, I said, I mentioned Nancy Pelosi. They have a Nancy Pelosi fund. And if you look at Nancy Pelosi's, let me look at the, um, over time, I want to make sure, I want to see, they don't have the same, they don't have the same thing. But Nancy Pelosi is up almost 30%, it looks like. So one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going, oh, you can look at the corporate lobbying. For example, if you want to look at corporate lobbying, you can see how the corporate, oh, corporate lobbyists are up 27% since, uh, you know, since they started tracking. And these are all, these are all the people that are lobbyists who have, I guess, the inside track on what Congress is going to do or how they're going to act. And uh, this quiver quantitative, it gives you the opportunity to just buy and sell exactly as they do and make money. So I'm going to do that. I signed up for an account and I'm going to dump like, I don't know, a thousand bucks in there just to start and see if my money grows or if my money goes down. But if if Congress is doing what, you know, I can't imagine they're going to stop doing what they're doing. And if Congress is this successful, then I'm, I'm going to guess that this is a, a, a surefire money maker. I, and I would recommend any, listen, if Congress is going to do it, we can get them to stop doing it. But if they're not going to stop doing it, or it's going to take a while for them to stop doing it, the rest of us should cash in. If Nancy Pelosi is going to make money with insider trading, then the rest of us should be The rest of us should be able to do the same and gosh darn thing. And this Quiver Qualitative has made that uh, has made that possible. So, you know what? I'm let if you can't beat them, join them. So until we can beat Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and the lobbyists and until we can say you can no longer you're barred from stock trading while you're in office until that happens, uh, we need to all make as much money as we possibly can by by mimicking, by mirroring their trades. And I believe in doing that, we'll also we'll also maybe uh, decrease. The value. Although I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we'll actually make them richer. Hopefully not, because that's not that's not uh, my goal. But when you look at the Republican Party, and this is very important, everybody has a job to do, and Matt Gates's job now has become to root out evil and encourage like-minded individuals to come into the fold. And I, you know, the more and more I, the more and more I live, and the more and more I see what's going on in Washington D.C., and the more and more I I watch the the what people call the chaos. Or what people call the uh, bipartisanship, or what people just call the the. I mean, they they just they talk about how Congress is so inept. Uh, when you look at all of this, I don't think it's ineptitude. I think it's I think it's too many different people with too many different agendas. And I think the real key to success, the real key to getting what we need in this country, is to make sure that we have people, like-minded people, all fighting toward the same goal, uh, so that we don't have to worry about. We don't have to worry about spending four weeks, getting in a new leader, a new speaker of the house who's actually dead set on getting the people's agenda through and not worrying about where his lobbyist money is going to come from when he retires. What kind of job he's going to get when he retires. We need people that are going to that are going to be looking forward and saying, hey, you know what? This is uh, this is someone that is working for what I want, what's better for me. And the more people we can get who are on the same page, the easier and faster. I mean, look, I know people, I'm not saying we need a bunch of yes men, but we need a lot of people who are gonna say yes to the same thing and no to the same thing. And if we can get more people who are all yes, America, and more and fewer people who are yes, Ukraine, then this country is gonna be a lot better, a lot faster. And whoever becomes president in 2024, um, will have a lot more, will have a lot more opportunity to make this country as great as possible. So anyway, so that that's where I stand today. That's what I took away from CPAC. Um number 1 that you've got to get rid of the the bad apples in your own barrel before you can even before you can start making that pie and number 2 I'm going to start piggybacking on Nancy Pelosi's trades so I can be as rich as she is one day hopefully hopefully soon you know what now that I think about it maybe I don't want them to stop con- uh, congress people from trading because well then who am I going to follow for trades hmm maybe Elon anyway uh listen we've got uh, go to markk.com dot com sign up for our Catria Dispatch, sign up for our daily email, make sure you're getting that. And then of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and make sure you're following these messages because we bring them to you every single day. And you need to tell your podcast provider, I want this message delivered to me every single day. It's easy to do. Plus share it with anyone else you want. Um, Because like I said, we need to grow. We need to get rid of the bad apples, bring in some good apples. And if you know some good apples, Send them this podcast. Let them know that we're out here. Let them know we're fighting the good fight. Let them know what we believe in. Let them know what we need to do today, tomorrow, and in November to save the republic.